On today's episode of Locked on Sun Devils, we're taking a look at the offensive positions and ranking them from most questionable to no questions whatsoever. Let's hop into it on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know whenever we post new content and stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrats36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. As I already teased, we're looking at the offense this time. We'll be looking at defense tomorrow and going through the positions in terms of most strength, most depth, most talent, all that stuff. I ranked five positions. We went with quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and offensive line. That's what we're looking at. There's no H-backs. There's no separating the tackles and the guards in the center. There's no slot receivers, nothing. We are going with five position groups here. So we're going to go five to one. And we're going to start off with the obvious elephant in the room. And that's the offensive line. It's not a secret. I'm not totally big on these guys. This doesn't mean they're bad. This doesn't mean they're like terrible or anything like that. But when you look at the offense, it's very obvious that the offensive line is definitely the weakest group right now. And I think there's some intriguing guys on the offensive line. You know, Isaiah Glass is still okay at left tackle. It's not a secret I'm not the biggest fan, but I certainly think that there's talent potential there for him to be better than he was last year and, you know, continue to progress and turn into a quality guy. Uh, Joey Ramos, I think, is very interesting. You know, we missed him last year because he got injured in week one. We we didn't get to see an opportunity for what he could truly do. And I'm I'm really intrigued to see where he lines up and how they want to use him. I'm a Lee Fontanu guy. I think he's a quality center. I think he can be really good. And then and then you've got like some interesting guys. Like you got Emmett Bully. You've got the uh kid from Oregon that's transferring, and I'm totally drawing a blank on his name. I'll remember it in just a moment, though. Uh, you've got injured guys, unfortunately, because like Aaron Frost and Ben Coleman could have been good players for you, but unfortunately you lost them. I don't know how long. I don't know if they're season-long injuries or maybe they'll be healthy by the start of camp, but it's not good that you don't have those guys right now. You definitely are just lacking what I would call it. You're lacking like these massive difference makers, I would say. I think right now you're just kind of waiting for someone to really stand out and give you that confidence on the offensive line. And I think there's guys there that could potentially do that. It's just right now when you look at it, it's tough to get super excited. Now, if you had Ladarius Henderson, that's about as good as it gets. Like, that dude will be playing in the NFL one day, but unfortunately, transferred to uh, Michigan. If you had Ben Scott, you'd feel good about the center position. He goes to Nebraska. And for what it's worth, I do think that Lee Fontanu can potentially give you that same level of play. I like Fontanu. 
I I want to like Glass. I'm willing to give him another chance. I I want to like Ramos. It's just we didn't get to see him last year. We're going to be waiting to see how he comes back from that recovery and all that good stuff. There's there's all sorts of intriguing guys on the offensive line that we're going to need to keep an eye on. I hope that some guys are able to stand out. Um, Bram Walden. I knew, I knew I was going to remember. Bram Walden was a guy I was trying to remember. He's the transfer from Oregon that I'm really intrigued about. There's there's plenty of guys here that you can kind of go between. Uh, I forgot about Ben Bray, who was one of the starters last year. You'll be looking at him as well to be one of the leaders on the offensive line. It'll be interesting. I'm I don't want to write him off. It's just right now it's it's hard to tell what you got there especially when you go off of like the spring training camp it there what there was a lot of dominance by the defensive side of the football and to their credit you know play devil's advocate the defensive side of the football might be elite maybe you do have double digit sack guys with bj green and uh clayton smith maybe colin fight or excuse me cj fight is destined to be a first team all all american freshman kind of guy there was a lot of guys who were working on the defensive line that had a lot of success. Ash Williams. Um, oh, I'm totally drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Anthony Cooper had a really good camp. Like there's, there's talent on this defensive side of the football. So maybe that's just it is the offensive line just struggled because the pass rush was so good. And we'll talk more about the pass rush tomorrow. That's where I stand on the offensive line. I, I'm rooting for these guys. I'm. It's not that there's anyone here that I'm adamantly rooting against. It's not like there's anyone that I hate or anything like that. It's just right now, I don't have as much confidence in them as I do the rest of these position groups, which leads me to the fourth ranked position group I have, which is the running back spot. Look, I think Cameron Scadaboo is going to be a monster. And I think that he's going to end up being one of the more important pieces on the offensive side of the football for the team. I think that there's all conference potential because he's such a good runner. He scores touchdowns and he's able to create after what after contact when he gets the ball in his hands as a receiver or a runner. He does a little bit of everything for you. I'm also really interested in Javen Jacobs, who's making that transition from from wide receiver to running back. The easy comparison for him is we talk about him as the next DJ Foster because they wear number eight. They went to Saguaro High School. They were guys who played both running back and wide receiver. They're natural pass cashers. There's there's tons of little things that you can link to the two of them that that makes you think that he can be that next guy. And you definitely want to see him become that kind of guy, but we're kind of in wait and see mode. But in the meantime, you do have some, some depth here. Like you've got uh, Tevin White is coming back. Uh, you've got George Hart as a junior. You've got the Carlos Brooks as another transfer. There's intrigue here at the running back spot. It's just, it feels like after Cameron Scadaboo, there's a dice roll because we don't know what Javen Jacobs can do as an actual like running back at when he gets the ball out of the backfield, not, not as a pass catcher, not swing passes, anything like that, not checkdowns as an actual running back, running between the tackles, running outside, whatever. We don't have a great feeling for what that is right now. And because of that, you're, you're kind of nervous. And we didn't get Tevin White. We didn't get DeCarlos Brooks during the spring game. So hard to evaluate those guys. So right now, there's there's literally four listed running backs on the team website. Not a ton of depth. So you're kind of in wait and see mode there. Again, 
I think there's a lot of potential here. I think there's a lot of talent. It's just right now you're you're in wait and see mode and you're you're hoping to get something out of these guys. But in terms of the rest of the depth, they're definitely the fourth right now. All right, I want to talk to you guys about FanDuel from Grand Slams to no hitters and double plays. They're back, and there's no better place to get in on a major league baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to a thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your bet doesn't win. Don't miss your chance to get that no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. The locked on NFL mock draft special is here. It's bigger, it's better than ever. Follow along for all 32 teams. First pick in a six episode ultimate mock draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube or wherever you're getting your podcasts. Let's hop back into our conversation and take a look at the third deepest position that I have for this team. Right now, this might be an unpopular opinion. Maybe people want to put them lower. It's a quarterback spot for me. I think that there's three potential starting quarterbacks for the start of the season. And... I talked about this more last Friday. If you haven't seen that episode, check it out. I give an argument for each of these three quarterbacks I'm about to mention to be the week one starter for the team. It's between Trenton Bourget, Drew Pine, and Jaden Rashada right now. They each have an interesting argument. You've got Trenton Bourget, who played last year. He was good. He was quality. The offense was in tune with him. He's got chemistry with guys. You've got Drew Pine, the transfer from Notre Dame, turned their season around, fits the mold of a guy that... um, What's his name? Kenny Dillingham was able to get a lot of success with last year out of Bo Nix. There's some similarities there. Not not terrific, but they're there. And then you've got Jane Rashada, the four-star recruit, really high four-star recruit that definitively feels like the future of this program that people are going to want to see sooner rather than later could be the week one guy. I look at those three. And again, like I said, you can make an argument for any of those three guys to start. And in college, when you've got the the ability to see what you have at the quarterback spot. You're not locked into one person. That's really good for you because you want those options. You want those opportunities. And I mean, they do different things. These guys are able to mix up their skill sets and give Arizona state different options when they're under center. So when you look at the depth, it's hard to deny being three deep at quarterback. It's equally hard to deny that there's some intrigue for these guys to be good. And, This is especially true for Jaden Rashada, where his ceiling could be like like the sky. He he could turn into like Anthony Richardson or something like that, based off of the profile, based off of the strong arm, based off of the ability to break the pocket, take off for a big run. There's there feels like limitless possibilities for Jaden Rashada, and when you've got a guy that's got limitless possibility, naturally he's going to help your the depth at your position to be better than the guys behind him. That's why I have quarterback as my number three spot going into number two. This shouldn't surprise people. It's the tight end position. This tight end position has a superstar with Jalen Conyers, but it's not just about him. You've got depth too. You've got Messiah Swinson behind him. Who's a six foot eight dude 
he looks like a power forward on the football field and he he runs well he's able to make plays he's a very exciting prospect here at the tight end spot and then you've got Bryce Pierre the redshirt senior who was able to stand out during during spring practice and he he looked like there was some potential there for him to have a breakout year in his final year at Arizona State when you've got those three tight ends first of all you're going to want to incorporate all three of them there. And with Kenny Dillingham's offense and wanting to get the tight end more involved, you can absolutely anticipate that these three guys are going to have roles for this team. These three guys are no doubt going to be used in, in different ways and like exclusively get them packages to get them on the field. That includes Bryce Pierre. That includes Messiah Swinson. It's not just going to be the Jalen Conyer show. You can count on Dillingham to want to get all of these guys involved and like, in the case of Jalen Conyers, he alone would make this position one of the strengths of the team. But you've got depth. You've got Messiah Swinson. You've got Bryce Pierre. There's other guys on the roster as well. This is this is one of the strongest points of this roster. I'm not going to say it is the strongest point because when I get to number one, everyone's going to everyone's going to be like, "Yeah, that makes a lot of sense." There's like no debate here, kind of thing. So definitely have them as my number two spot and you know let's go ahead and get right into number one here in just one moment as always i want to thank you guys for making locked on sundowns your first listen of the day every day for my everydayers tomorrow's episode of the show to the show is looking at the strength of the defensive side of the football we'll be looking at edge rushers defensive linemen linebackers safeties and corners make sure you're there all right Back into our conversation, the number one spot of strength for the Sun Devils. This should not be a surprise to anyone. It's the wide receiver position. They are so deep and talented here. Just looking at the top three options should get people excited. Elijah Badger has a really, really good opportunity to be one of the five best receivers in the Pac-12. I think he's got an NFL future. And... The way he played in the second half of the season, I mean, he played great all season, but the way he played as the second half of the season, especially looks like he has the potential to be a special receiver for Arizona state. And one of the guys we talk about years down the road, I think he's destined for a thousand yard season. I'm, I think he's destined for greatness this year. He's the established, no debate about it. Number one receiver here, but they've got guys behind him. Xavier Guillory, the transfer from Idaho state, really just lit up spring practice. He was one of the most talked about players through the month of practice that we had. And to the point where he just stood out so much that he climbed the depth chart in spring practice, went from a transfer that we're going to set low expectations to, to now we look at him as the number two receiver on this team. And to me, it's like unquestionable the way he played the, the ability to be a good route runner, but break off some, some deep routes. He's a natural pass catcher. He just does all the little things. He's quick. There's all sorts of reasons like Guillory as a number two receiver. He could be like a number one receiver for Arizona State if they didn't have Badger, but they do have Badger, and that allows Guillory to go up against number two corners, and I think he's just going to feast this year as long as the quarterbacks can hit him. Number three guy, this was the number two receiver heading into camp who is now the number three and goodness gracious, he could still be the two. And honestly, he might, he might be the two 
because Guillory still has, you know, training camp to prove that he is the number two guy. We got to wait. We got to be fair. Maybe Gio Sanders is the two still. But regardless, this is a slot receiver that just wins. He is crafty and a good route runner. I think that there's potential for him to end up being the number two receiver on this team, to end up being one of the more productive receivers on this team. To me, he's a starter. You should be looking at starting three receivers. These are the three guys, Badger, Guillory, Sanders. I want them on the field together as much as possible. But beyond them, there's depth. There's Mel Constaval, another slot receiver, smaller dude who can take off and make some big plays. You've got Andre Johnson returning for his redshirt senior year, I believe, or not redshirt junior. I think he's a redshirt senior. He's back. He's got size. He's got speed. Let's see if he can finally put together a full season. You've got Troy O'Mare, transfer from Texas, who has looked really good in camp. Jake Smith, a transfer from USC, who has looked quality in camp. You've got younger guys too, Corbin Hendricks, uh, Caleb Black. Like, There's so much here to work with, and it's so impossible to deny that this is the number one spot of strength, position of strength for the Sun Devils right now. And to me, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is because unless they literally can't throw the football, all they got to do is put these guys in position to catch the ball and let them do the rest of the work. All of these receivers have great yards after reception ability. These are guys that can break off big plays by themselves. All you got to do is put the ball in their hands. That's what makes them the number one spot, the number one point of strength on this team right now. You look at them, and there's there's legitimately four guys here, if you want to include Stavall, that you're like, yeah, they could start for Arizona State. Those could be guys that you rely upon on a regular basis. You you just you can't deny what's there. Number one spot for me, how would you rank these different positions? Would you have the tight end spot number one? Would you have the quarterback spot lower than three? What would you be doing? Let me know. In the comments, let me know on Twitter. You can hit me up at RichieBrats36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Let me know what you guys think. But wherever you're getting your podcast, make sure that you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. It's the best Sun Devils content in the world. A little bit biased. I will see you guys tomorrow to be talking about the points of strength on the defensive side of the ball. But until then, you keep it locked right here. I'm locked on Sun Devils.